This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Did you know that Christians have access to a godly kind of wisdom that comes directly from the Father's throne, which we can confidently apply to every situation we face in life? As one of God's most powerful promises, He declares, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who freely gives to all. Not only is godly wisdom something Christians need to desire and seek after, but God gives His word that it's also both easy to find and easy to get. For many, this teaching, wisdom that comes from the Father's throne, will be a first-time revelation of what godly wisdom truly is, how important it is to operate in it, where it comes from, and how best to apply it effectively in our lives. Here's Pastor to set some free with the truth that while knowledge can be found in the world, true wisdom can only come from God and be found in His Holy Word. I have a joke for you tonight, because you need to laugh. <laughs> we need to get some belly laugh, laughter going on. A burglar broke into a house one night. He shined his flashlight around looking for valuables when a voice in the dark said, Jesus knows you're here. He nearly jumped out of his skin, clicked the flashlight off, and froze. When he heard nothing more, after a bit, he shook his head and continued. Just as he pulled uh, the stereo out so he could disconnect the wires, clear as a bell, he heard, Jesus is watching you. Freaked out, he shined his light around frantically, looking for the source of the voice. Finally, in the corner of the room, his flashlight beam came to, to rest on a parrot. Did you say that? He hissed at the parrot. Yep, the parrot confessed, then squawked, I'm just trying to warn you that he is watching you. The burglar relaxed. Warn me, huh? Who in the world are you? Moses, replied the bird. <laughs> Moses, the burglar laughed. What kind of people would name a bird Moses? The kind of people that would name a Rottweiler Jesus. <laughs> we live in a, in a really strange day. We live in a very complicated day. How many of you would agree, agree with me? that we live in a very complicated day. I think back to when I was a kid, and maybe it was just because I was younger and maybe not as informed or whatever it be, but it just seemed like years ago things were so much simpler. Life was simpler. Um, things weren't as complicated as they are today. And I know like just even as we have these little devices, you know, these are supposed to make life simpler. This has made life much more complicated for me because every time I try to do something, something doesn't work. I've got to reboot, I've got to redo, I've got to find something. So life has become very, very complicated. Relationships have become complicated. Would you agree with me on that? Relationships have become complicated. Finances have become extremely complicated, right? I mean, it just seems like everything, um, you know, every decision we make can be a, a life or death situation as far as our finances are concerned because today you have to be very, very careful 
uh, the decisions you make because one wrong move could cost you uh, a lot of money. Um, jobs, uh, just everything in this society in the day that we live in just seems to be so much more complicated than it ever was before. Kids, I mean, I talk to parents all the time. Raising kids today can be one of the most complicated things because of all of these pressures, all of these things. And even, you know, when you talk about the internet, they are exposed to, to things that we, me, in my generation, um, and, and many of you out there, we were not exposed to these things. So it, it complicates things. In fact, I was talking to my niece today um, about something, you know, it was about the kids' diet, uh, dietary habits. And she was just explaining how complicated it is because there are all these choices that they have today. And as a mom, you're so, you're so uh, faced with so, so many uh, decisions that you have to make on behalf of your kids. And, you know, if you do this, some, this is going to happen. If you don't do this, this is going to happen. Like she was talking today about how, you know, the kids go to school, and if you try to keep your kids eating healthy, all the kids around them are eating unhealthy. They're eating Oreos. They're eating Fritos. They're eating Doritos. You can't send your kids with, with a bag of carrots because, first of all, they're going to look like an oddball, and second, they're going to look at all the other kids and say, I want the Oreo cookies. So it's a very complex, complicated life that we live in. Of course, when we went to school, you know, you... You know, they had very simple choices on, uh, at the cafeteria. It was, you know, two or three things, and that everybody ate the same thing. Today, it's so much more complex and so much more difficult. So how are we as believers to navigate ourselves through this difficult life that we live or this difficult time or uh, juncture of life that we've reached in this place? How are we as believers to really know the right things and to make the right choices. Even our walk with God, I was thinking about this and sharing this with a, with a friend of mine, a pastor, because we were just talking about, he's been a pastor as long as I have, and we were just talking about how different it is pastoring today in the 21st century, let's put it that way, in the last 10 years or 15 years, as it was back in the uh, you know, 80s and 90s. How just in this small period of time, things have become so much more, uh, so much different in many ways, so much more difficult to pastor and to lead people. People are distracted. People are, you know, encumbered. Life, life is just much more difficult than it was 25 years ago or 30 years ago. So we were just talking in that, as it relates to our spiritual lives, um, become very, very complicated uh, because, you know, it's very very difficult sometimes to find time for church because there are so many other things that are eating away at you. Am I talking to anybody here tonight? Life is, is extremely difficult. So how are we, as believers, supposed to navigate through this time uh, that we find ourselves in? Well, the subject that I want to maybe just talk to you about for a little bit, we'll look to the Word of God for a few minutes today, is the word wisdom. 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 One of the things that you and I have to realize, and we should understand, is that God didn't put us in this life to just kind of wade our way through and try to find our way through making all kinds of mistakes. I personally believe that we as believers ought to be operating, not that everyone does, but we ought to be operating in a level of wisdom that would pro provide for us the answers for the difficult circumstances, the difficult questions, and the difficult places that we find ourselves in. This may be a difficult time for the world, but this is not a difficult time for God. 
people in the world may not know what to do, but God knows exactly what to do. And you and I are connected to the source. We're connected to God, and therefore we ought to be operating in a wisdom that far outweighs and excels way above what the world is operating in today. Can I get a better amen than that? That means that we ought to be overcoming every difficult decision, every difficult place, every difficult circumstance that we are faced with because in every one of those places, God has wisdom for you and for me so that we can navigate ourselves through and come out of that place and come out the other side unscathed, having made good decisions. Can I get a better amen than that? All right. So God wants us, and, and really we ought to want to, um, operate in this level of wisdom. All right? I was talking to a friend of mine uh, some years ago. This happened. He was a younger pastor, and I was invited to his house for dinner. And we were sitting there, and they were just asking me all kinds of questions about the ministry and about how I do things. And the wife just started to complain about her, her husband and the way that he was ministering. He said, that, you know, he just like pounces on people. He, every, every situation, he just like beats them, beats them. So, you know, I was, I was sitting there and see when I'm in a situation, I start asking, God, give me wisdom to answer these difficult questions. Anybody know what I'm talking about? So they're talking and I'm listening to the whole, I'm listening with one ear, listening to them. The other ear, I'm listening to the, to the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit just whispered these ears to me. Tell them that you can't use a hammer for every job or every situation that God gives to you, like a carpenter. A carpenter cannot use a hammer to, uh, to accomplish every job that he needs to accomplish. If all he does is pull out a hammer every time that, you know, he, he goes, to, listen, you're not going to put up a light fixture with a hammer. You're not going to paint a wall with a hammer, right? There are certain, certain things that you, you need a hammer, but some things you use a very large hammer. And other things you have to use when you're doing delicate trim work, you have to use a very, very tiny hammer. But you see, you need to know what kind of tool to use in a given situation. That's the difference between getting the job done correctly and getting the job done efficiently without destroying everything around you and making sometimes irreversible mistakes. That's called wisdom. Wisdom is knowing the right tool for the job. Wisdom is knowing the right thing to do in a given situation. And like I said, as I, at, on the onset of this, this time together, we are presented sometimes with things that are far above. I mean, I know through, through the course of my years in ministry, I've been presented time and time again. I didn't go to school. Nobody taught me how to do this. I learned everything that I know today just crying out to God for wisdom. God, I don't know what to do. Give me wisdom for this situation or for this circumstance because I've never faced this before. Help me. And it was in, in prayer time like that where God began to give me wisdom for the difficult circumstances and situations of life. And you and I, as we just, you know, I'm not, not relating to ministry, but just to your life, just to your home life, to your marriage, to your raising your children, your business, your, your work, your profession, whatever it be, your walk with God, the one thing that we need to seek and desire above everything is wisdom from heaven so that we can make the appropriate and correct choices and decisions in our life so that we will be able to get the job done effectively without destroying everything in its path. And God will supply that wisdom 
for you and for me. I don't think any of us should make, um, ever make a decision, you know, uh, a, a big decision, a life-altering decision, without consulting God, without consulting the source, the one who is wisdom and has wisdom for us. See? So, you know, sometimes we know what to do. Um, knowledge may, you know, knowledge tells us what needs to be done. I know a certain thing needs to be done. But wisdom tells us how and when to do it. Not everything can be approached in the same way. Not every situation can be approached or be dealt with in the same way. People ask me that all the time. They are close to me and they see that I deal with people, different people in a different way because every person is different. Every person on staff is different and has to be dealt with in a certain way. Every situation in life is very much the same way. So knowledge, we may know what to do, we may know what the goal is, we may know what needs to be done, but the how and when is the wisdom part. And often I've seen people know what to do and try to do things without having the how and when and end up making a disaster of their lives because they jumped ahead or they went out to, you know, they moved forward too quickly or they made the wrong decision. They acted impetuously without really spending time in getting in prayer and getting counsel and, and thinking about it uh, and make life-changing decisions in their life and then, you know, down the road. Well, because they knew what needed to be done or what they wanted to do, but they didn't have wisdom. They had knowledge, but they didn't have wisdom. Wisdom, listen to me, wisdom makes knowledge work. Wisdom makes knowledge work and it makes it work effectively to where you will get things done effectively and you will get things done in a way that will be efficient and it will, it will produce progress. It'll produce results because just knowing what needs to be done is not enough. We must have the wisdom on how to get the job done and done correctly and properly without destroying everything in its path. And I've met people, you know, and they're like, they're like that analogy. They use a hammer for every job. Everything, they just, they just approach everything with a hammer and just bang away at it. They may know what needs to be done, but they haven't gotten the wisdom yet, the how and when to do it. How many of you know that there's a how and a when? There's a how and a when. There's a how and a when in, in talking to people. Many, many times, you know, I will, I'll have to deal with a situation or deal with an issue. And, you know, this is why you have to learn to be a, a responder and not a reactor. Because if you react, you're not going to... When you react to a situation and not respond, there's a difference. React means I'm angry and I'm going to deal with this right now. Respond means I'm angry, but I'm going to cool my jets and I'm going to collect my thoughts. And when I, res when I respond to this thing, I'm going to do it with wisdom and not just with anger and venom and, and so on and so forth. And many people re react to things. And when you react, you're not in wisdom. You know that this thing has to be dealt with. You know it has to be addressed, whether it be with your kids or your, your spouse or with your, at work or the people that work for you or the people you work for. This issue has to be dealt with. But if you're not careful, and, see, you may know what to do, but there's a how and a when. And the how and the when is the wisdom part. And it's the part that we ought to be seeking because without the wisdom, we're going to make a mess. And this is something that, you know, I, I um, try to explain to the people around me that work with me, you know, especially when you deal with people. You can't 
you can't approach every person with a hammer. I found out sometimes when, when I've just cooled myself down in a given situation and I've just prayed and sought the Lord and asked them for wisdom, that God gives me the most unbelievable advice and the most unbelievable plan. And oftentimes, you see, what you don't realize in, 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 in these things is that God, when you're praying for wisdom, when you're asking for wisdom for a situation on how to deal with it, God will not only give you the wisdom, but God will already prepare the person that you need to speak to. It'll already be prepared. So when you walk into it, you're going to just say a few little words. Had you done this before, you would have spewed out all this venom, all this anger, all this ugliness, and you would have possibly, quite possibly, destroyed a relationship or destroyed a person or done something very hurtful instead of something uh, that could be helpful and beneficial to a person. It all comes down to wisdom, the how and the when to do something. Many things I know that I want to do in my life. Many things I know I want to do in ministry. And, you know, my, my, um, my impatient part of me wants to just jump ahead and do things, you know, because I just want to get it done, because I'm excited about it, and I want to get it done. But I realize that even though I know what I want to do, I realize that wisdom dictates the how and the when. How am I going to do this, and when do I pull the trigger on this thing, so to speak? Because if I do it apart from wisdom, I might get the job done, but I'm not going to get it done quite to the place or quite the way that God would have me to get it done with the same impact and the same force and the same results. And then that, that's my fault. So knowledge tells us what needs to be done, but wisdom, and often, you know, people will ask me a question about something and I may not know, you know, what about this or what about that? And my response usually is that I'm holding it before the Lord or I'm, I'm seeking God's wisdom for this particular situation. Many times I won't react or I won't respond, or I won't act at all until I have what I feel in my heart, the, the wisdom from God in that situation, uh, because I, I don't want to make mistakes and I don't want to make a mess. Anybody understand what I'm saying? One, one, one minister said this, said, I'd rather be too slow than too fast. Brother Hagen, many of you may have known or heard about Kenneth Hagen, great man of God, said, I'd rather be too slow than too fast. Someone asked him some, one time and said, what do you mean by that? He said, well, I'd rather... I'd rather catch up than clean up. It's easier to catch up than it is to clean up. So, so wisdom really tells us how and when to do something. So I wanted to uh, go to a couple of verses, and let's just uh, look at this. Go to Proverbs chapter 4. Let's just look at this little section. We'll look at a couple other verses tonight. And the Proverbs is the book of wisdom. You understand that. As a matter of fact, the very first talks about if you want wisdom and understanding and knowledge, read the book of Proverbs because the Proverbs will help you um, gain wisdom for your life. But, and it is filled with all kinds of stuff about wisdom, but I, I want to just focus in on, on chapter 4 for a minute. And we'll start in verse 1. And the writer of Proverbs says, Hear, my children, the instruction of a father. So, and give attention to no understanding. Wow. For I give you good doctrine. Do not forsake my law when I was my father's son, tender and only one, only one in the sight of my mother. He also taught me and said to me, let your heart retain my words, keep my commands and live. 
Whoa, this goes back to the power and the importance of the word of God. Let your heart retain my words. So, so the word of God, if it's going to help us in this area of wisdom, has got to get into our heart. It can't just be in our head. And, and you know, these years of ministry and ministering to people, I've so often seen people that have the word in their head, but they don't have the word in their heart. See, the difference is when you have the word in your heart, then, then what comes out of your life is a whole lot different than just having the word in your head. When, you, when the word is in your heart, your responses to the things of life are totally different than if you just have the word in your head. See, people that have the word in their head are like hammers. They just spit out whatever they got, blah, 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 like a machine. People who have the word in their heart respond to situations and issues and people and all kinds of things in a totally different way. They do it with a greater deal of understanding because that understanding is coming from having been in the word, fellowshipping with God, and growing in this, what we're calling wisdom tonight. So he said, let your heart retain my words, keep my commands and live. So life and living life abundantly has all to do with keeping the word of God alive in our heart. So now he says, and, and notice what he says in verse 5, he says, get wisdom, get understanding. So the very first thing that I learned is that wisdom is something that we must desire. Wisdom is something that we must be seeking. Wisdom isn't just going to fall on you just because you're a believer. Wisdom, I know a lot of Christians that have a lot of zeal and a lot of enthusiasm but have absolutely no wisdom. And I've seen them screw things up, screw them, people up and hurt people, do all kinds of things because they've got zeal, but they do not have any wisdom connected to it. The Bible says get wisdom. In other words, we must be seeking, we must be hungering, we must be developing this wisdom that God offers us from the word of God. That's why he says go get it. Don't just expect it to fall on you. Go seek it. Go get it. Go get wisdom and get understanding because if you put that wisdom with the knowledge that you have from the word of God and the things of God, man, you are going to do awesome things in your life. You're going to walk right through the difficulties. You're going to walk right through the difficult circumstances and situations. You're going to know what to do because you're hooked up to heaven. Amen. You're hooked up to the word. And you're going to know what this is, but you've got to get it. You've got to seek it. Like I said before, you know, uh, starting this church, I had absolutely no training, no understanding. Man, I had to get some wisdom. I had to figure out. I mean, I had people waiting for me and calling on me and, and situations coming up and asking my advice. I'm like, I, I have no idea. But I couldn't tell them. I couldn't tell them that I didn't have any idea. I had to, I had to pray and seek and go to the word. And God, give me wisdom in this circumstance or this situation. So he says, get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her and she will preserve you. Love her and she will keep you. Now listen to verse seven. Wisdom is the principal thing. Wow, wow. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. I love being around people that have wisdom and I hate being around people that don't. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. Before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. Hello, this is Pastor Ray. I wanted to take a moment from today's broadcast to tell you about a brand new book I've written that's just become available for purchase entitled Discouragement, Doubt, and Compromise. I wrote this book because of after more than 37 years of pastoring, I see too many Christians, both newly saved and those mature in their walk with God, fall victim to a device of the enemy that he has been using against God's people ever since the beginning of time. It's simply a threefold plan of discouragement, doubt, and compromise. I know this material will be a tremendous blessing to you in encouraging and stimulating your faith and helping you to truly be more than a conqueror. Why not go to my website right now and order your copy, PastorRayNY.com. Why not order a copy for a friend as well? That's PastorRayNY.com. 